The thing came in the dead of night, creeping from the secluded woods without warning. Drawn by a noise, a man opened his door to a sight burned forever in his memory. Bulbous pink eyes flashing, his rifle shots echoed, but only seemed to anger the hulking beast. It let out a harrowing and unnatural scream and just as quickly vanished back into the darkness. Tonight, we uncover the secrets behind the small town of Enfield, Illinois, which was plunged into chaos from horrific sightings and the haunting imprint left on all who witnessed this bizarre phantom beast. Have you seen strange lights hovering over an empty field late at night? Woken up with mysterious scars and no memory of the hours before? Or simply gazed upward at the infinity of stars, wondering if we're alone out here? If so, welcome to my brand new podcast, Snatched Cosmic Encounters. I'm your host, Johnny Lama, beaming out to all fellow truth seekers with open ears and open minds. On this show, we'll explore extraordinary tales of close encounters, alien abductions, otherworldly experiments, stories that stretch the very fabric of what we accept as reality. The first hair-raising account, a creature with eerie intelligence stalking midnight woods to launch one Illinois town into paranormal chaos. Half Bigfoot, half alien. The legend of the Enfield monster revealed. Since its founding in 1881, the remote town of Enfield, Illinois, had always been a little strange. Settled amongst densely wooded, rocky terrain along the Mississippi River, Native American tribes like the Potawatomi had another name for this area, the Devil's Kitchen. Whispers from the wooded hollows at night told ominous stories, glowing eyes peering from the dark, unearthly cries that chilled the bone. For generations there persisted legends of demonic creatures, phantom beasts stalking the land the Potawatomi believed was both haunted and sacred. The settlers of Enfield paid little heed to these ghost stories, at least in daylight. At night, few dared venture near the so-called Devil's Kitchen, where wagons, early automobiles, even trains had reported strange shapes leaping onto the tracks from the brush. Eldritch forms only barely glimpsed by trembling lantern light always vanishing by dawn. Henry McDaniel was settling in for the night when the deafening scratching startled him from his chair. He cautiously peered out the front door into the darkness, expecting to shoo away a stray possum. Instead, the Vietnam vet froze at the sight of a bizarre creature staring back at him. It had three legs, two short arms, and two massive pink eyes like flashlights, McDaniel recalled later in disbelief. It was gray, hairy, and stood about five feet tall, shaped almost like a human. After slamming the door and grabbing his rifle, McDaniel again cautiously looked outside to see the creature still lurking 12 feet from his porch. 
His shot echoed in the night, eliciting a wildcat-like hiss from the wounded beast. Before he could fire again, it took three astonishing leaps over 50 feet into the brush. When I fired that first shot, I know I hit it. The creature gave out a hiss, much like a wildcat's. And then it jumped into those weeds over there. And then it jumped again over that ditch, and then a third time onto the tracks. I never did see it turn. It just jumped. By the time state police arrived in response to the rattled man's call, there was no monster to be found. In the muddy soil were tracks branded by something heavy and strange. The investigating officers noted canine similarities, but these prints were anomalous, featuring six toe pads instead of the typical four. One trooper named Jim Macer was struck by the depth of the indentations, later recounting whatever made those tracks had to weigh a good 450 pounds. Plaster casts were carefully made, preserving the 11-inch track's bizarre detail. Photos published in local papers revealed an alien print totally unclassifiable, the fossil of a phantom. Hair samples were also retrieved from branches and brush disturbed along the creature's zigzagging escape path. Technicians described coarse hair that almost seemed to change color hour to hour under microscope light. The tangibility of tracks and tufts gripped imaginations in ways mere sightings couldn't. Here was physical proof Enfield was host to something extraordinary, either a freak of nature, a demonic spirit leaving marks, or a being not of this earth. While subsequent handling of the original plaster casts and hair samples has slipped into uncertainty, their frontier DNA testing left a question engraved for all time. What was this entity that came rapping at night in the devil's kitchen? In a realm where the lines between legend and truth distort, perhaps solid evidence is never meant to provide easy answers only more enduring mysteries. McDaniel insisted that local rumors of a strange creature were true. Just days prior, some kids claimed to have seen a similar beast at the school's ballpark after their game. The spate of sightings whipped residents into a monster-hunting frenzy. Armed bands scoured the woods at night as fascinated reporters and researchers descended on the town. Some written off McDaniel's story as sheer madness or drunken delusion. Others began to whisper of a government conspiracy or extraterrestrial cover-up. But when 10-year-old Greg Garrett revealed that the beast had shredded his shoes just minutes before accosting McDaniel, imaginations caught fire. Had a Sasquatch-like missing link or alien entity wandered out of the woods, the widespread chaos prompted Sheriff Roy Poshard to crack down on amateur hunts. Concerned roaming riflemen would mistake each other for the monster in the dark. When regional talk radio host Rick Rainbow arrived in Enfield, he was skeptical of a monster on the prowl. But pursuing an intriguing news story, 
He sought facts hidden behind the urban legends immediately springing up like summer weeds. Eyewitness testimonies, material traces, his own close encounter in the dark woods would shake his confidence in everything he thought he knew. Rainbow began gathering accounts from locals, finding peculiar stories now emerging from the shadows. I spoke to five witnesses who claimed to have seen bizarre shapes emerging, then disappearing into the brush along the railway, recalled Rainbow. No one could identify them definitively. Four other residents along the railroad tracks reported encounters over the years, with something strange rustling through the brush or peering with eyes that glowed. Seeking his own proof, Rainbow ventured into the wilderness surrounding Enfield one late night with a cameraman. Hiking into a clearing, his blood turned to ice at the sudden piercing shrieks from the thicket ahead. Rushing forward, the underbrush still swayed violently from some large, rushed passage. But the cause had vanished completely by the time he arrived. Playing back audio captured the blood-curdling scream of a woman mixed with a lower, gurgling cry echoes over the tape. No animal in Illinois was on record ever making such sounds. To this day, Rainbow refuses total dismissal of what he heard that night and what might have been lurking just out of sight. That wail, it pierced through the night recalled Rainbow in terror. It sounded angry and almost inhuman in its wrenching pitch. The Enfield monster seemed able only to be captured in brief glimpses and unsettling audio. Some scoffed at supposed monster sightings, hauling in tipsied pranksters from the woods moonlighting as amateur cryptozoologists but more level-headed investigators found no simple explanations adequately matched mounting witness accounts of otherworldly events around Enfield. Was Enfield's alien intruder linked to ancient legends haunting local native tribes for generations? Long before settlers arrived, indigenous bands like the Potawatomi named the area Devil's Kitchen believing it a hotbed of supernatural activity and hauntings. Tales of floating lights, unseen cries, and feelings of watched dread were woven into tribal culture as simply accepted fact. When industrialization and population influx disrupted the land's unseen ecology, the phenomenon only escalated from myth to modern tangible encounters. Like ignoring floodwaters rising as levees crack then buckle, did ignorant newcomers unleash forces waiting to break containment? Perhaps in 1973, two parallel dimensions briefly intersected, one new yet fleeting, the other primal and timeless. What came creeping from the dark was only as alien to us as we were trespassing on its reality. A fleeting glimpse behind the veil many natives knew to always respect as the dangerous boundary between the earth and infinitely stranger worlds peering back closer than we will ever acknowledge. The fever pitch only broke after two months when interest waned without further sightings.
the strange events at Enfield faded from the national glare as quickly as they had seized it that spring. But for those living through the chaos, the memory of the panics and passions ignited lingered. Over half a century later, the brief monster mania still haunts Enfield. Residents remain divided. Was McDaniel simply unhinged, or did he truly encounter something supernatural in his yard that night? Skeptics scoff and joke about the spectacle, but others stare off pensively into the woods, wondering if somewhere deep in the shadowy brush, the mysterious beast still lurks. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Snatched Cosmic Encounters. We'll continue shining a light on the shadowy corners of our universe, exploring extraordinary extraterrestrial encounters that defy simple explanation. Be sure to subscribe and leave a glowing review if you're enjoying our offbeat tales of high strangeness. Until next time, watch the skies, bolt your doors, and pray you don't get snatched. <laughs>